Welcome back to the Reading and Writing Podcast. I'm joined on the podcast today by Rachel Harrison, author of the new novel, Black Sheep. Haley Piper, Bram Stoker award-winning author of Queen of Teeth, wrote about Black Sheep. Surprising and snappy, Harrison catches you on Hellraiser hooks with a ceremony of grim wit and communal dread. Black Sheep makes a firm case for dodging every family get-together. Rachel, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Well, if someone hasn't yet heard about your new novel, Black Sheep, how would you describe the novel? Black Sheep is about Vesper, a cynical 20-something who has been on her own since she turned 18. She fled home and the religious community that she was raised in, and she never thought she could go back because leaving the faith meant being excommunicated, cut off. So one day she comes home and she's surprised to find an invitation to her beloved cousin Rosie's wedding that's hosted on the family farm. She doesn't know if she wants to go home again, but she is highly motivated by spite because it turns out that Rosie is marrying Vesper's ex-boyfriend, her first and only love. So the cousin slash best friend marrying the ex-boyfriend. So this anger that she has about this situation drives her to go home. And because this is a horror novel, it's not a spoiler to say the homecoming does not go as planned. (laughs) And do you remember the original idea or impetus for Black Sheep? I do. So there was a horror trope that I wanted to play within the book that I'm going to hold back on so readers will hopefully be surprised. But around that, whenever I think about a novel or start a book, it's the horror trope. And then there's some sort of theme or question that I have that I'm trying to work out through that trope. So for Black Sheep, it was really about nature versus nurture, and also hopelessness. I think we've all done a lot of doom scrolling in the past few years. And the attitude I've been noticing (laughs) across the board is pretty grim. There's a lot of cynicism, a lot of this is the worst time ever, the planet's dying, I have no faith in humanity, a lot of that kind of talk. So I was really wondering, yeah, are we beyond hope? Should we all just throw our (laughs) hands up and give up? And then also thinking about that in terms of, you know, is it, are we destined to turn into our parents and repeat their mistakes and fall into their habits? Can we break away from family ties and form our own path and identity? So those were the two things that I was working out through the trope. Do you have a personal background uh, uh, in terms of faith or religious? I was raised Catholic. And I did go through a phase. I became very close friends with a girl in my class around fourth grade. And she went to a church. It was some Christian church. I'm not sure exactly what their faith was. But it was a very different church than the church I was raised in, Catholicism is very buttoned up. You sit still, you're quiet, <laughs> you, you know, 
pray along with everybody else, sing the songs along with everybody else. But, you know, I was told not to fidget, be very well-behaved. In my French church, everybody would stand on the pews and wave their hands. And (laughs) there was a teen scene and there was blow-up couches, which was very cool when, you know, you're in the fourth grade. But her church also had a different side to it where in this like teen scene section, the teenagers would put on basically horror masks and act out these plays as demons. And it was scary and strange. And there was a picture of the crypt keeper in the bathroom that said, Satan is watching you. And there was a very intense atmosphere of fear. And I didn't realize until I was much older how that situation was really unhealthy for a kid to be in. So as as an adult, it's just interesting to look back on these experiences we had with faith or religion or in church when we were younger and didn't really have control over the, those situations that we were in. And I think reflecting upon that was something interesting during the process of writing Black Sheep. And it was more of an approach of curiosity than it was a, an approach of judgment. Sure, sure. Well, can you tell us about your original writing journey that led you to writing your first stories and your first novel and getting them published? Sure. I was always a writer. I wrote stories as a kid. And when I went to college, I was a screenwriting major, so I thought that was my path. I graduated, you know, like most people in their 20s, (laughs) I had a tough time getting on my feet. And I wrote a lot of short stories, and then I wrote a draft of a novel. I wrote a few drafts of novels that just went in the drawer, and my first novel was The Return, and that was the first book I wrote that I was like, I think there's something here, and I played hooky from work, and I entered a Twitter pitch contest, actually which I was kind of reluctant to do. I thought I wanted to go the traditional way of querying, Mm -hmm. but I thought, what the heck? And through this Twitter pitch contest, I found my agent and took the book out on submission and got very, very fortunate to land at Berkeley with my editor, Jessica Wade. So it was a long process of, of getting, working on my craft and getting a book that I felt confident in, but once I had all that, things fell into place. So I got very lucky. Um, do you happen to remember if that, or do you happen to know if that Twitter pitch contest is still running? I believe it is. It's called Pit Dark. It's specifically for horror or dark speculative fiction. And I, it's it. every May and every October. Got it. Um, that's cool. So you mentioned that you um, that you studied screenwriting. Did you ever um, did you ever do the route of trying to go to Hollywood or pitch any of your scripts? I did spend some time in LA. I interned at Focus Features in Development. I was hoping to be a development executive. I wanted to look at the scripts and figure mm-hmm. out which ones I wanted to get made into movies and. That was the path I sort of saw for myself. I couldn't quite cut it in LA being 21 years old and living in a city that was across the country from my family was tough for me. 
Sure. But I, and I never pitched any scripts myself. I I tapped out of that environment <laughs> pretty quickly. I know that scripts are are a very um, a structured uh, um, piece of work. I'm trying to think of how to describe it. I mean, they're they're you know a very structured form is what I was going to say. And I wonder, have you ever thought like how that impacted you as you moved into more narrative fiction? Absolutely. There's some habits from screenwriting that I found hindered my prose. I never really thought about creating beautiful sentences or about sentence structure or flow before, because in scripts, there are be- scripts with beautiful writing in them, but mostly it's very economical. Mm-hmm. So it took me a while to build those skills. The skills that I had from screenwriting were structure and having that sort of three-act formula and thinking about character arc and dialogue. Dialogue and setting were two, two huge ones. Um, I love writing dialogue. I'm very confident in my ability to write dialogue. And I think that comes from having a screenwriting background or just being very talkative. Who knows? <laughs> so what was your writing process like for uh your latest novel, has it been kind of the same for you novel to novel or does it ever change up? And are you someone who does uh, an extensive outline? Do you kind of have a general idea and dive into the narrative? How does that work for you? I wish I was better at outlining. I really do. I <laughs> Every book is essentially the same. Black Sheep was a little bit different because this book was my first book that was already under contract with my publisher. So I made a promise on something I needed to deliver on. And I did write an outline and I wrote a book beat for beat that outline that just didn't work. So I started over from scratch with basically the same beats and the same concept. But I discovered through writing Black Sheep. I really need to find the right voice for my protagonist. It needs to be a marriage of this is the story I want to tell and this is the right person to tell it. Uh, I write first person. So if the character isn't jiving with the story, it's going to fall flat. So this was, I, I, I learned something new with every book and with Black Sheep, that was really the lesson I took away. I need to find the right the right person to tell the story and the right tone because the protagonist is going to determine what the tone of the book is. What is it about horror that appeals to you as a writer? Horror is a very intense genre. It really makes us feel fear is incredibly powerful. And in horror, the stakes are just, so high, life and death. And for me, there's catharsis in confronting these stakes in fiction. And it's also just fun. It's way more fun with monsters. <laughs> sure. Well, you mentioned earlier um, about this horror trope that you that you tackle in your novel. Um, given that, do you do you um, have you read extensively in horror? And 
are there favorite authors that you have? Oh, yes. Especially now, the horror genre is in it's the best it's ever been. There's so many different voices. I'm a big fan of Paul Tremblay's work. I love Alexis Henderson. She released her second book, House of Hunger, last year. I just finished a book called The Militia House by John Milas. And that book, absolutely, I'm still in awe. I finished it a few days ago, and I can't stop thinking about it. Um, And This Thing Between Us by Gus Moreno. I really think The Militia House and This Thing Between Us, those two horror books, to me, are two of the best books I've ever read across any genre. But I just, I could go on forever about horror right now. And it's just, it's just the best. (laughs) (laughs) What writing advice would you offer for those who are listening, who are working on their own stories or novels? I would say if you're writing that's amazing. If you're take a few days off, that's amazing. There's a lot of rules out there. There's a lot of advice out there. And sometimes I worry about people taking advice that might go against their natural flow of things. Everybody's Mm -hmm. process is different. Everybody works differently. Some people write every day. Some people will write once a week. There's no right or wrong way to do it. I. I'm just like, careful of advice. And now I'm giving advice. But <laughs> find find what works for you. Experiment. Don't worry about what other people are doing. Just whatever is fun for you and makes you enjoy it. We write because it brings us joy. And sometimes the rules or the pressure can take the joy out of it. So protect Protect your joy, protect your peace of mind, and find out what what works for you. Well, are you working on another novel now? I am. I'm about to head into edits on my next novel. It's called So Thirsty. It's the quick pitch is it's Thelma and Louise with vampires. (laughs) That sounds fun. We'll look forward to that. Well, where can people find you online if they would like to learn more about you and your novels and your writing? My website is rachel-harrison.com, and I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Rachel Harrison's Ghost. That's wonderful. Well, again, we've been speaking to Rachel Harrison, author of the new novel, Black Sheep. The novel is available now, so go buy a copy. And Rachel, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. 